0: Hello and welcome to Let the Good Dice Roll, our exalted retrospective podcast on a a two-and-a-half-year-long campaign, which I now have my actual notes for on my phone.
1: Hey, that's super helpful.
0: I know, right? No longer are we working off of a dead laptop that no longer exists. Uh, So, I'm Brendan. I'm Christina. And uh, we're going to be finishing up, uh, well, finishing up the first Story arc after the time skip, which I uh, nicknamed In Defense of the Homestead, considering that you guys are uh, saving the Scavenger Lands, which is where you guys had mostly operated out of before, I thought that was a pretty appropriate title.
1: That seems like a reasonable title.
0: Okay, and we're going into our first with, I guess, post-time skip boss battle.
1: Yeah, about as close as it's going to get. The first session was September 30th, 2018 cue the giant floating opera house in the sky.
0: This opera house was clearly taken from Great Forks.
1: Great Forks. Yep. Yep. So we end up going up on top of the floating palace place, whatever you want to call it, opera house, whatever.
0: Yeah, I um, thought it was going to be a lot harder for you guys to get up there and be have like a cool like ship battle scene. And then I forgot that
1: Jake has crazy.
0: Jake has the journey word that just lets him fly.
1: So Jake has the crazy.
0: Jake has the crazy, yes.
1: So we go up there, and uh, there's these, it's like a ghost figure band type of people up there. Uh, Nyx can, since she has the spirit word, can see them better than we can, obviously. And um, and at that point, it's just uh, Nick, Storm, Raldo, and Linus all up there. Just the four of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we act- actually don't have the explanation, I think, of how we got in there.
0: Of how you got in for the boss fight. I'm double
1: checking. Um, Cause I remember. Oh it. yeah, Wayward Son does some kind of monologue over a loudspeaker or whatever, uh, inviting us into the opera house for a uh, just to, for whatever the. For fuck.
0: a personal concert. Yeah. Whatever because the you fuck all deserve a personal to. concert. Sure,
1: we do. Uh, Raldo goes off to steal the opera power source, and yes. the other three of us go towards the opera house itself. There's uh, stuff with drums, a guitar, bass, and vocals. Mm-hmm. And we basically just said, fuck this puzzle. And uh, we love you, Brendan, but no. I literally have that written in my notes. It says, we heart you, Brendan, but no. So I recently
0: <laughs> actually listened to uh, the actual recording that we had of this. Mm-hmm. And you guys did not, it was not that quick. You guys let me do my weird puzzle.
1: I mean, I just have, fuck this puzzle. And then we uh, break down the soul steel door. Rawdigo goes to get explosives through the opera house.
0: So to explain what the puzzle was, I searched high and low for the vocals, bass, drum, and uh, and rhythm guitar track, uh, or lead guitar track for "Carry On My Wayward Son."
1: We sure as fuck we're not gonna play that.
0: So what it ended up happening is they all decided not to play that but they still had to go and get orbs and anytime that you touched one i would start playing that specific track so like you touch the drum orb and then the drum beat for it would come in or you touch the bass and then only the bass would come in and basically the entire point of the fight or of the puzzle was to get every single one of those orbs there and there was a point where that jake kind of went yeah, I got this. And I started playing, I think it was like the bass track. And I just went, he he just kind of went, no, I'm not doing this fucking puzzle.
1: Yeah, none of us were, no offense, none of us were like, we're not fucking doing this. We're just not.
0: So you guys decided to destroy my puzzle, my well-thought-out puzzle that took me a couple hours to actually track down the music for.
2: We uh we forced Wait, our way through it. So real real talk, Julia here. If brute force doesn't solve all your problems, then you're just not using enough.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, with it being exalted, you can't really say, no, you do not get to just brute force my puzzle. I
1: mean, we got to.
0: Yeah, but since it's exalted, you got to. Yep. So anyway.
1: We go into the opera house, um, and we have to uh, fight.
0: The wayward son. Yep.
1: He used a silver voice nightingale. I actually don't have a lot of notes on that fight,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but I know he did his magical girl armor transformation.
0: So, what did that fight turned into was, you guys fought Wayward Son, and he used his silver voice nightingale style, along with the spirit word and a couple other different things that I had given him. Uh, he had more HP than normal. Uh, let's see, so I actually have his stats right here. He deals, he has an AC of 0, 40 HP, his attack bonus is 10, he gets 2 attacks, um, his attack options is he can single target for a 1d12 straight damage, or he can do a 2d10 AoE through the chart. Uh, his, all, his saves are all 8s, he has 13 effort, and his words are Sun, Sorcery, Spirit, and Passion. And Betrayal. I mean, that, that falls under passion. Yeah, you, have, you have to be very passionate to betray someone. I mean, maybe.
1: You really don't have to be, depending on who it is. It
0: depends on the betrayal. His yeah. betrayal was very passionate and full of music. It's true. Um, so anyway, you guys beat Wayward Son. And in doing so, I think Jake sets off the the, the bomb that you had mentioned earlier. And he falls through a hole, at which point Princess and Sunflower, in their evolved treant forms, come down, necrotic treant forms, come down and start fighting you guys. And then, I want to say two rounds into this fight with them, Wayward Son comes back out in his magical girl armor. Exalted boss fight. Group control- here we go! It's right up here. Superboy Nightingale style... Princess and Sunflower stats. He has backup dancers. Basically, he does some bullshit.
1: I mean, as the bosses do.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, so, basically, at some point, he uh, also got uh, backup dancers. That basically, what that does is uh, all single target attacks give a spirit save for compulsion, and the target must sing or dance during their next attack or nothing will happen Look, if you don't take that spirit I save. All I
2: remember
1: was just burning through a fuck ton of effort while fighting him.
0: I think that, that was the first really serious fight that you guys had gotten into. Like, surprisingly, like, K Kjack was not as serious a fight oh God, no. as... This guy suddenly showing up with these weird fucking rules.
1: Well, it was it was mostly him trying to use passion to fuck with us, and we're just like and
0: basically burning through your effort. Yeah,
1: because I remember I think I went down to either one effort or zero effort.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, during that. Frame. I think that was the first time you went down to zero effort.
1: Yeah, because I remember uh, when the maiden showed up uh, after we defeated him. I think I burned my last effort, or I couldn't burn my last effort to like resist her, like putting us down on
0: mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah.
1: I have a weird note in here that I actually don't know what it means. Okay. So... Maybe
0: I can explain this. It says,
1: I went, as in Storm, went with the Maiden to learn secrets and how to kill death lords. I don't remember.
0: No. So, that is actually... Um, so, once you guys beat uh, Wayward Son, are there any notes after you beat him?
1: Uh, This is literally it. I went with Maiden to learn secrets and how to kill death lords. Uh, Main Beneath and Way requires she needs to be reminded of her old life, uh, the life of a sidereal death lord, engineer who made the Jade Prison. Uh, after week, uh, Storm kills Wayward, uh, Main Beneath and Way appears, and then um, she takes Wayward's exaltation into herself. That's all I got. So that's why I was like, that's very confusing. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. I don't remember that happening.
0: So I believe that some of that got a little bit redacted. Or not redacted, but it got, um, explained a little bit later, which is my, I think, the next session. Because I went, okay, he tells you all a secret before she shows up. Okay, what's that secret? I don't have it right now.
1: Yeah, because you had Ruby Tuesday show up later. Yeah, I had
0: Ruby Tuesday show up too. Which is not a spoiler
1: because we still get the same information.
0: Yep. Yeah, basically you guys get the same information. But it, it was basically, uh... Wayward in his last act as a solar, and remembering that you guys that you guys were once friends basically gives you the secret to beating the maiden.
1: Yeah, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And then the maiden shows up. And is like you're mine. Takes the spirit into herself, and then
0: Yep, yeah, and then, bam, it's out of there.
1: Yep, and that's uh, basically the end of that session, actually, because I didn't do a lot of notes on the combat. Right. And that was the main part of that session was the combat.
0: Mm-hmm. As it is with most boss fights.
1: So the next session was Sunday, October 28th, 2018, about a month later, was when we started playing again. Right. Um, we settled the alliance with Sejan. we worked all of that out, the limitations, the restrictions, like what that all entails, and then we head back to Sunshade. We end up, we actually, for this session we had two new people come into the game, mm-hmm. uh, Tony's character, Sunbear, and then Maury's character, uh, God King. The Sunblessed are there, which are Tony's peeps, his Mm -hmm. exalted peeps, and Raldo and Storm have heard of them, so they know who and what they are. Uh, And we also learned that Tony's character, Sunbearer Sunny, as we ended up calling him, has never been um, to Sunshake before. We also find out that uh, Sergei is... Sonny's, uh, contact in Sunshade and that Sonny studied in Denonzor also.
0: Yes, because Sonny was a, uh, mercenary company leader from Look Shy.
1: Mm-hmm. So all of us are back in town when Sun Baron and his troops arrive and, uh, up speaking to the Baroness to kind of figure out what's going on and whatnot. And then, uh, we see this giant barge, the God King's resplendent Barge with this flag,
0: so to explain God King a little bit more, um, basically think of Gilgamesh from Fate Stay Night, and you have God King's entire aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, the character is an un- because the power level now kind of scales up for it. The character is actually an older Solar, so like not one of the original ones that got uh,
1: recently.
0: Taken yeah, that got recently taken out of the Jade Prison. He was just really good at keeping his head down. So he actually, like, is on the... Not the power scale of, say, the Bull of the North, but he is, like, in that age bracket.
1: Age, not power. It's it's power level of us, but older. And I would assume because he went dormant for a while, he didn't scale up in levels. Right. So to speak.
0: Because he's not constantly fighting the realm, he didn't scale up in levels. Yeah.
1: Um... So Sunbear is a Twilight cast, and Sergei introduced him to the ladies, which is Nyx, Linus, and Storm. And we learn about the God God King, which his full title is the God King of the Divine Treasury, and he's an Eclipse cast. Then we have a discussion about the Eye of Autothon and how to get to Autothon, or Autothonia, however you want to say it. Autothonia. And then we kind of go off to do our own little things for a little bit. Like Nixon, Sunny and Diego go to the river so that nix can speak to the river spirits to try to find out about the Aya Audathon. And then it's basically the spirit chain of discussions that goes down the way. Um just goes down the river to Inland Sea, I believe
0: it was. The Inland Sea, yes. That is the that is actually in addition to uh the Exalted World from Third Edition. That's the sea that Volavot's near. And where that I canonically sank the Jade Prison in, which is why it was always to the southeast that the people were pointing during the opera. They were always uh, turning towards where the Inland Sea was. That
1: makes sense.
0: So, like, if you guys had ever performed that, like, directly north of the uh, of the Inland Sea, they would always turn. They w- they would always turn south. If you had ever done it, like, way down in the south like, they would have always turned northeast. Like, they would have always pointed at one direction. But because it only ever got done in the scavenger lands, they were only ever pointing southeast.
1: That makes sense. Well, I do have a note about the Blessed Isle and the scavenger lands being separated, which is interesting. Um, Well, the
0: Blessed Isle and the scavenger lands are separated.
1: Yeah, I don't know why it's in there, but it's a side note I have in there.
0: It was probably in there um, as a note to... uh, Tony, Maury, and uh, Britt, who had never really played Exalted before. Possibly. So they knew that it was not a part of the uh, main continent. And
1: then uh, they find a piece of pre creation that originates from Palinquin, uh from the gate in the center of the city, and it's possibly dangerous, which mm-hmm. makes sense. So the spirits of the river basically present the options with them of you can go and talk to the mask winters or the Ozzy, or the malfians basically mm-hmm. to try and find out some more information. Um, while this is going on, Raldo, uh, the god king and storm, go to Yushan. Mhm. Raldo goes looking for clever fox, which is his sidereal secrets. Uh, he does some of his HOA duties and Raldo finds Blossom hanging out there and I think Blossom was the one name that was supposed to be for Faith. But yes, for some that is, reason that is I the one thought... name
0: that was supposed to be for Faith.
1: Yeah, so I'm about to convert Blossom over to Faith. Either that or he decided to go with a new title. Who the fuck knows?
0: I think that Blossom was the part of the martial arts set that he used, which was like thousand radiant blossoms.
1: Maybe. So then he finds uh, Faith hanging out, and Faith's just not looking for the Eye of Audathon. He says that uh, he can look into the Loom of Fate to see if it'll appear within the next 10 years. But we don't really fucking have, you know, 10, 10 years. years. And Storm finds out some information about Black Eye's shadow, and the Sa- who's in the South working undercover. And she also finds out uh, the princess is the first Forsaken Lion's lover, who's currently on house arrest, and that she's also a Death Lord. And something about the Hislanti region, mm-hmm. the people who who use airships, they're yes. fighting off the Maiden as well.
0: Up in the north, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And then they end up uh, bribing because they have a lot of Ambrosia. They end up bribing the God of Lost Things with a wheelbarrow of Ambrosia. They don't need to know where, just have it be found.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because once that uh, once somebody knows where it is, it's suddenly not in. The god of lost things' purview, so yep. you can't find it.
1: We also found out that Star got promoted to the assistant director to the vi- uh, as the assistant director to the vice director of Secrets of the East, which is just basically a bullshit title. It
0: is yes, it is basically a bullshit title. While this
1: is going on, Lioness uh, goes through paperwork with uh, one of Storm's people just to kind of learn what's been going on. She finds out that Ontang got nuked and made into a shadowland. Um, they're that they're fighting a defensive war in the north and uh, north of the south and um, uh, the, the south has kind of already been conquered except for Varang and karskiro those remain unconquered right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and the lap is in jester's hands so until recently the god king um, great mother bright and tricon we're the, part of the resistance uh, in Cherskira, and there's lots of terrestrial resistance going on down there, too. Um, basically, they're doing their best to lay siege to Kirigas. Most of the south is the Shadowlands at this point, and for some reason, um, he's stalled. We're not sure exactly why, at, the, at these two cities, and somehow uh, he's just having trouble conquering them, basically. And Linus wants to send aid and whatnot down there to help out those two, uh, cities Mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, keep resisting, which makes sense.
0: Which makes sense since that's, uh, where that a lot of the- basically if the lion takes the entirety of the south, the game would be incredibly- well, it would probably just end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, the- while this is going on, we go back to the God King- and it's the same kind of stuff that Raldo had heard about with, you know, the Malfians and the Mask of Winters over where he's working at. And there was also mentioning mention of the Bull of the North and how he went missing six months ago, which we have heard about already, but it's just kind of a reminder. Um, the god of mass, Steph, uh, works for the Maiden of Eddings, surprise, surprise, and says that 900 plus years ago, Get the was full of people, and then it wasn't. Uh, apparently this happens once every so often based on the population density, density of Gethamein, and it just kind of pops off and everyone's gone all of a sudden. It's weird, because even the sidereals don't know where the Bowl of the North is, and, uh, the numbers of Gethamein are starting to add up again at this point with all the refugees that are going there. So all of them disappearing again is potentially an issue. Uh then back to raldo who meets up with clever fox and then uh we find out in general that the eye of Audathon is in zenmu and the thing is and basically there the thing that's in the river is something important um but we it, have to it, go it's to a, it's a
0: piece of the, uh, the, a the
1: gate yeah yeah but it's just the thing is the thing from the river is what i have written so Uh, So we find out we have to go to Palanquin to get to Zenmu, to get to Autothon, to get the Eye of Autothon. And we also need to send supplies and troops and spies and etc. elsewhere to kind of figure stuff out and hold our ground while we're gone. I also have written off to side Zenmu and Proto-Creation might be a gate somewhere. Yep. So I'm not sure the context of that, but that's also there. Okay. And that's the end of that session.
0: Okay, so a couple things that I wanted to touch on. Um, I actually have written up <clears> here uh, this entire session was called Eye for an Eye. Because <laughs> you guys had to get the eye of Audathon.
2: Yeah.
0: So there are multiple ways. Basically, this is like a branching story path that all leads to Autothon eventually.
1: All roads lead to Autothon. All
0: roads would have led to Autothon. There is one there are two, there are three direct roads. Which are, one of them was Beseeching the Mask of Winters Which you already talked about Basically, the Mask of Winters is a man of immense knowledge and vision With no qualms about the cost of things No matter how gruesome and terrible Uh, Of course, the group will need a reason to convince him to work with them Outside of his own survival Uh, Some of the things that you could do Would be giving Sijan over to him Would would definitely do it Nope (laughs) Or or working on taking out another Death Lord in the area Such as Ion-7 Despairs Um, or even defeating the Hikotone Kyre near Sijan. Fuck that, no. And offering it to him as a sacrifice. Uh, The Mask of Winters, if convinced, will be able to offer safe passage through the Labyrinth from Creation's Underworld into the linked Underworld of Autocathonia.
1: That sounds awful.
0: Yep. The second option, which nobody ever explored, and I don't blame you all, is called Traverse the Wild.
1: Fuck this is that shit. this
0: is <laughs> the most obvious route to autothon and the worst one for you guys to have taken basically you fighting you fight beasts and horrors in the wild with the goal of finding Aut- Aut- autothon at the very edge this is possibly the easiest, in air quotes, and most obvious solution. However, the wild is a fickle thing, and there is no telling just how long they may be gone from creation. If and when they come back, will there even be a creation to come back to? This op- And then in parentheses, this option will, of course, push the main plot up tenfold, and the creation they return to will be on the absolute brink of destruction. This option begins the sub-arc, Wild at Heart.
1: <laughs> well... Yeah, we just told that situation to go, shit, I'm out. basically, um, we told that option to go fuck off and don't op- even consider it.
0: Option three, far to the south, the first in the Forsaken Line is fighting a defensive war against the Locust Onslaught. However, since no real information is getting past this front line, there's no way to know about this without pushing far into their lines and making the retaking of the south a priority. This option begins the sub-arc, felling the Legion Sanguinary. Dun dun dun! Dun dun! Option four, petition the Malfians. Surely the other primordials will have a way to get back in contact nope. with their traitorous brother. No. Nope. Well, of course they do, but it's not pretty. Doing this will put the group in contact with one or more third circle demon beings that could and will Wrong. wipe them out Wrong. if they misstep. If they misstep.
1: Not with our group. No. Nobody's thir- tactful in our group.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Julia is pointing at herself, and I'm just like... Yeah, but I don't know that you're going to be able to deal with the Ebon Dragon or Widger the Green Sun. There, sacrifice is the name of the game, and to do this, they would need to sacrifice someone with a connection to, to Autochthon. That means a lot of the, and <laughs> that means a lot to them. So I Day- uh, say you. So Dayman is the obvious choice, using the Exalt Spark as a means of transport.
1: Yeah, no, fuck that.
0: I'm not going to talk about the fifth one because that's the option that you guys chose, and then. The sixth one uh, is the North has trouble brewing beneath Gethmane with the Bull of the North missing for months and the forces of the maidens at the doors. It's becoming harder and harder to defend them off. Beneath Geth- Gethmane, something stirs, uh, blah, 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 something that's going to...
1: The one thing I will say is we do explore that later, but not for this reason. So, don't want to give too much away about that.
0: For some reason, basically, for some reason... The Eye of Audathon would have fallen into whatever the boss of that arc's grasp is. Basically giving you guys the eye if that's the route you wanted wanted to go. And basically the sub-arc name for that is the Bull and the Blind God.
1: That's interesting. I like that name. Alright, next session. Sunday, November 11th, 2018. No Jake tonight, unfortunately. So we will not have Raldo for this. So we've got... Sergey, surefire, say you and Archie, because we pick him up at Denon Uh He's our, the little star metal dude.
0: He's definitely not little.
1: He's our star metal dude. Uh, <laughs> so you've got Sunny and Linus know through their research that we have allies with within the Winter the Circle, which, I mean, we could have kind of told them anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming that they just are basically reconfirming what we already knew. So this one's going to be a little hard for me to read through everything because I've got a lot of side notes. Um, So it's a cloud city near the Dreaming Sea. Uh, So a magical storm happens and a hawk woman and birds descend down. It ends up being Ruby Tuesday, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. And she has a message from Wayward Sun for us. He was under a compulsion to not betray the maiden uh, while she was while alive while he was alive and was unable to actually kill himself so can't really tell anybody if you can't kill yourself to you know tell anybody as a spirit right um the maiden is bound to her throne and she has dredged it up from the dreaming sea her throne is the jade prison and there here's some options of how to defeat her Absolute Destruction of the Jade Prison, or you seal the Broken Prison and her within it, and all the solar exaltations as well. So those are two options uh, presented to us. Neither one of those are really great, sort of, uh, but they're options. Mm -hmm. And per Ruby Tuesday, the Bard Guild may be a problem later on, because they might be coming after us, potentially, maybe. I don't know if we ever actually end up dealing with that.
0: You guys would have dealt with it if you ever went to the Blessed Eye.
1: Ah, so we never would have dealt with it, yeah. basically, because we're never going to the Blessed Isle, and or never did.
0: You, I mean, you would have for the final fight.
1: Yeah, but it would have been a problem for a long time. <laughs> uh, so we make our way to Palanquin, and the people who live on this quote-unquote outcropping areas have been uh, excommunicated because they can't do magic, because Palanquin is, if I remember correctly, a very magical-oriented city, yep. And, um, so the people that live on the outcropping just can't do magic. So they're, they're basically exiled. They're, like, still a part of Palaquin, but they...
0: They're basically the tradesmen and, yeah, uh, the people who, like, fish and do trade and everything like that.
1: Uh, we do know that whatever made Palanquin this whole place, uh, was pre-creation. And it's the most defensible position in Palaquin is actually along the edges. So apparently, sorcerer adepts live in the bull, and inside of there, there's towering pagodas and shrines. Um, a decent chunk of people have bred with cloud folks, and the nobles are all cloudborn. As just random side notes, the main worship of the town is the Obsidian Gate, that is, I believe, in the center of it.
0: Yes, is in the absolute center of it. Mm-hmm.
1: So we end up sending Surefire down in his bird form to speak to the guards. Uh, to Grant has access because we're not just trying to fly a ship in there for without letting people know. After about an hour, he comes back saying we can park it, but we need to prove we can do magic to be able to enter. So we get to the gate, uh, put the missing piece. Oh, actually, uh, what do we? Do you remember what we did to prove that we had magic?
0: You guys probably just like did your gifts, or you like flared your anima banner, or. Like, showed, something. Showed our
1: cast marks or something. Showed your
0: cast marks. Magic to mortals isn't necessarily you actually know sorcery so much as it is are you exalted.
1: Yeah, you could, can you do crazy shit? Cool. Can you
0: manipulate essence?
1: Yep. I think I just did a shadow dagger at that point because I wasn't about to flare my cast mark. And then Tony was a sorcerer, so he probably did something.
0: You did not do the we are super loud, so we are hidden.
1: That one, no, we could have done that.
0: I don't think he had that. Somebody did eventually. Uh, Wayward had that.
1: Well, I know at some point in the future we use that uh, at a place that I'm not going to spoil.
0: Tony probably did that.
1: Probably picked it up later.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: because I remember Tony's the one that did it.
1: Um, So we end up getting to the gate. We put the missing piece in uh, and some primordial force is basically doing something. And it magic... Goes back into the gate and it, uh, it fills in the old realm scene because there's an old realm gate on it. So once it was mm-hmm. put in, the old realm on the gate uh, filled in so we could actually read it. Right. Um, in chaos, there is order. Um, in madness, ser- sanity and sacrifice, a way opens. Uh, there is a and then. Um, we realized there's a sacrifice of law that's needed, uh, or a sacrifice of orderly essence to be able to make it work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a lot of discussion on what to do for that. And come up with some uh, interesting, we came up with a very interesting solution to it. Uh, we ended up uh, summoning some Neoma and sacrificing them. And this is probably the weirdest line I think I've ever written in this book, which is saying a lot. Petty fucking manicure. Do you remember the it, I think it was literally like they gave uh, pedicures to uh, like the God King and all this other shit. Yeah, yeah. To get like his DNA or something like that. I yes. don't remember exactly. Yeah, what yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. They
0: were doing they were doing uh mani petties for for the God King to get his DNA.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. That was the thing that happened. Uh we committed some influence, and we end up going through the gate, because we have to commit some influence to keep it open so we can come back. And uh, fifteen, and once we go through, we see 15 beings gathered around a table. So, uh, those 15 beings were the original primordials, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So, Malpheus, Gaia, Odathon, Adershan, Sessaline, uh Oramus, Megatos... Ebon Dragon, uh, Synlacricum, and I don't remember all the other ones, unfortunately. Those are all the ones that I have listed on the side, Mm -hmm. because those are all the ones I knew from memory. Um, I don't know if you have a list that has all of them on it or not, but that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, so that's not bad.
0: There is a largest, most normal amongst them, a simulacrum, or maybe prototype of every mortal god and elemental, its form massive and shifting, yet always with purpose. This king was the first to create the Shores of the Wild.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's basically... Um, I
1: it was more saying the rest of the list, because I only
0: have Yeah, I only listed out a few. Uh,
1: okay. I did
0: not have an actual list of gotcha. primordials, because there's only so many canon primordials.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, and she who lives in her name was also there. Mm-hmm. I mentioned her. But uh, Orimus, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is actually the Horizon, which I assume yes. Raldo met, because then he go chasing the Horizon once. He
0: did go and try and attack the Horizon. And you've
1: got uh, Megatos, which is the proper name of Mount Metagalapa, And then there's a form of a dragon shadow, which we all know is the fucking Evan Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, um, And the death-like figure that was there was Adershan. Uh, we find out that uh, Malfius, uh created a light form of himself i think it was uh called the unconquered Mm -hmm. and we see zenmu as we wait uh there's no sun no moon barely any light it's a firm but unfertile ground beginning to bloom with flowers about 300 feet ahead of us like this is after we see all 15 of them it takes us to a different place um and there's wandering elementals mostly earth uh, to the south, there's an ocean of fire. To the east, there's a massive tower that rises into the sky, and there's this bell that chimes once as we awaken Zenmu. So it's kind of a weird thing, but uh, it's a thing regardless. Uh, we notice that things are kind of shifting. The bell at uh, sounds at different times, and we summon up some steeds and start riding them to the tower to figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, we hear a hammer clanging, and then there's six chimes, uh, on the eighth bell, by the time we get up to the top of the tower, cannons are firing as, uh, the Barge of the God King decks, and at that point, the God King departs, and doubles of our group, uh, depart with them. It's basically <laughs> alternative versions of us that are devoted to the God King. So welcome to the parallel weirdness that we had to deal with, um... And uh, two bells. I have two bells go off as the. Probably two uh, more bells. Yeah, probably two more bells go as the God King distracts the God King. Figure that out. Um, the parallel God King insults the real God King, but we've all gone inside, so none of us are really paying attention and know about that. Um, the 12th chime goes off, time resets, and we are back at the gate entrance again. So, round two. Uh, We go up to the tower again, and this time we all see the actual original group of us um, that had they all lived and stayed together. Seeker, Storm, Percival, Wayward and Visionary. Um, Linus sees the hatred in Storm's eyes, and just lets, Storm lets her knock her out because I think I had, at that point, I couldn't be knocked out, so I had to mm-hmm. it was like a weird gift I had where I couldn't you go unconscious. You could to
0: let yourself be knocked out? Yeah,
1: like I technically couldn't go unconscious but I was like, just knock me out! Just do it! Because <laughs> she was pissed at seeing Seeker. Um, second chime goes off as we're inside and, uh, they wake me up, or wake Storm up while they're inside. And we see the Eye of autothon and use the walk of vader that's in there and the and. It was a Wonka Vader. It went all different ways. It was, t- it was ways. totally a
0: Wonka Vader. It totally went everywhere.
1: Yeah. Um, and basically Nyx creates an eye button using her crafting. And it's basically, she makes the eye so that we can press it to go towards the eye. So it starts going there, but it's getting too hot for all of us except for Linus, because Linus has a fun word that makes it so she can resist elements. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Yo, Linus was clutch for so many things in that that I didn't anticipate.
1: uh, So we have to go back, and Linus goes over to get the eye herself, because she's the only one that can resist it. Six to seven chimes go off as all this happens. Linus fights the Ford Master and dies, because this guy is huge. Like, we're talking probably Tarasque huge or bigger. Yes. Um, Um, And then time resets again.
0: So because I know that you guys do not try and fight it again. Um, I have the stats for the Forge Master here. Um,
1: Forge Master, Utan Soul of Audathon, uh, the yeah. Avatar of Audathon.
0: 150 HP, 50 effort, AC 3, saves 3, attack bonus plus 14. It's three attacks, single target is a d20 straight. AoE, 1d12 through chart, can sacrifice a turn to pull back the hammer and turn to a d12 straight into... Uh, into an AoE. Can make contested evasion save against target and then grab them and throw them into a furnace for 1d12 fire damage straight until they exit the forge. Words, fire, earth, artifice, sword, endurance, has multiple defenses.
1: Yeah, so don't fuck with it.
0: Don't fuck with it.
1: Um, (laughs) So the third group now, um, the leader of that group is Talisman, and it's Behemoth, Wayward, Storm, and Percy. And... Basically we decide to talk to that group and do some diplomacy to get them to help us. We uh, like talk to them and talk to Yutan as well. Um, and we learn, I've got a weird listing for this, so I'm trying to get it in order. Um, he will awaken an ally with us and resume his job. Uh, we could be disguised and commit spiritual suicide because oh these are the options these are the options of what could happen with mm-hmm. it yeah option one we will awaken an ally with us to resume the job uh, two be disgust, be disgusted and commit spiritual suicide and become the neverborn engine of extinction. three invert on himself to become the chaos engine bring all the creation back to chaos and the Yozis yes
0: um, those are the options for what happens if you fail to save Autothon.
1: And so we convince Yutan to gouge his own eye and give it to us so that we have an eye. Uh, it shrinks down to a normal eye size because since this guy is humongous, we wouldn't be able to carry a normal size eye of him, which makes sense. And uh, Lioness basically holds on to the eye for now for
0: us. Because Lioness is the most trustworthy with a... with a. Uh,
1: <laughs> sure, we'll go with, with that being the, the reason. With the eye of Autothon. That'll be the reason we say we give it to her. Lioness, um, the former Abyssal is the one you trust implicitly. Yeah, sure. That's why I said. That's, that's the answer we'll go with. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, having him ally with us might be able to tip the scales toward... Like, basically, we're trying to tip the scales towards the ally one, because the other two options are just awful. So fuck that. Yes, they are. Um, we also find out that Audathon has no natural sunlight. It's an industrial world with smog and smoke. And uh, we find herself currently on a landing with no railings. Uh, there's it's a sky of smoke with the, Osha, with a no thick, dense smog that we can't see past. And uh, basically, we don't really know what to do right now, so Nyx makes us some breathing mass so we can actually get around and hopefully, you know, don't get poisoned by all this fucking smoke. And uh, that's the end of
0: that session, actually. Yep. <laughs> Osha has no power in Audathon. That's true.
1: Has no power, has no bearings, has nothing,
0: nada. All right, so we're gonna finish off our questions in, that have been in the backlog for a little bit here. Which so, means send
1: us more.
0: Yes, if you wanted to send us more questions, they should go to a pair of dice lost at gmail.com, where that we will eventually, hopefully, read through all the questions that people send us once that you know they send us in questions because we like rambling. Rambling is fun.
1: It's literally what this portion of the podcast is kind of all about.
0: Right. So our final question is, we have heard about some of your most intense moments in LARP. What's the most batshit insane moment you have ever had? I am going to keep this relegated only to Stormflux because some of us here have more experience with other LARPs, whereas we all have relatively the same experience with Stormflux.
1: It would take me too long to try and delve into Avalon. And mm-hmm. other, play- other things I've done.
0: Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying that one of the most batshit insane weird moments that has ever happened in my LARP career was that time that I saved a mission because of my obsession with my gun. So what ended up happening was me and uh, my group were on a mission and we had taken one healer with us. <laughs> this was already a mistake. Also, they were not a, uh... They had just picked up heel, and it happened to be couplet heel.
2: You want to explain what couplet heel is?
0: So couplet heel means that you have to do a certain amount of rhyming passages to actually pull off a heel on you. This person had literally just picked up that heel... Uh, maybe like hours before. Maybe an hour before. So basically, we have to transport, uh... Uh, Basically, one of the the camp wagons from one side of the camp to the other. And, you know, maybe we'll get hit by bandits. Maybe we won't. Who knows? So we start going, and uh, everyone else... Always expect bandits. Always expect bandits. Everyone else with me is uh, using, like, two-handed guns. So, like, and I'm the only one with a pistol. So I am the one who's pulling the cart. And then we start getting attacked by bandits. So I drop the cart. Or I drop my my thing, and we just start firing back. And it does not go well. Whoever's there helping us uh, gets us up, but not in time for the bandits to grab the caravan and start basically running off with it. In this time, I have struggled to keep a hold on my own stuff, and at some point, the nerf Cyclone Shock that I was using and a similarly but different painted one got switched and got dropped into the card that they took. It takes me a little bit to realize this, but upon realizing it, I start freaking the fuck out, going, where's my gun? Where's my gun? That's my gun. I need my gun. I need my gun back. I need my gun back. Just freaking the fuck out.
2: Can I interject here for a second? You weren't screaming, where's my gun? Brendan's character, Charlie, had named his gun Megan after his dead fiance so Charlie isn't screaming where's my gun he's screaming they've got Meg
0: where's Meg they've got Meg oh my god we cannot let them get, get them I go and find a staff and go hey they have they have my personal gun I'm going to Pathfind to them can I get to them please sh- please tell me where that they are and they're like yeah sure and I just go bolting off after it with the rest of them kind of like behind me. And I get to where that they are before that they can get to basically the all clear mark. And I go, you've got my gun. You've got Meg. Give me Meg back. I don't care about the, I don't care about the caravan. I don't care about any of this other stuff. Just give me Meg back. And they all start looking at the gun like, there's a girl in the gun. What's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. Which gives me enough time that, like, or which gives the rest of them enough time to, like, have my back and start, like, coming out and, like, firing, basically. And I am using the... The the other gun and like firing back at them, and we go down. We go down again, because again only one healer. Yeah. This was a mistake. Well, at the same time, there's another group of players that are coming back from another mod who just kind of like see this happening and just go wait 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 wait.
2: <laughs> we're about to watch it. So I'm in this group, and there's a it's we're sitting back and I go should we help? And one of them puts their hand out and goes. How often do you get to see a fucking shootout start? Hey, is that a dude with a with a sword? You shouldn't bring a sword to a knife fight. Q, to a gunfight, Q will carving through everyone with a sword. And then the leader of that group, Sarah, goes, "You should always bring a sword to a gunfight."
0: <laughs> so anyway, so then they come and uh, basically save our asses, and then we take a, uh, and then we take our. Uh, Basically, we get we get my gun back, and we get uh we get our payment, and basically because it, we needed help, we split our payment with uh with the group that showed up to help us, and that is how my weird obsession with my gun saved our mission.
2: <laughs> All because I didn't feel like sanding off the rest of the letters in the word mega. Right? <laughs> Only, you know, sh- take okay. care of the A on it.
0: To be fair, that was the third gun in a week that we were trying to sand down. And Not we just, me,
2: just me. I had done all of the work on your guns. I had
0: done it on the first one. But yeah, so that that's how that weird story beat actually came in and saved our mission. It was kind of great. I
2: mean, I
1: love hearing that story to this day because I haven't heard... The PCs half of it. I heard the hunters, which was the group that came up and helped you guys. I heard their half of. They were coming back, watching you guys fire back and forth and just going down, and they're being like, "We should go help them." And apparently, like Kurt's character, Sloth, just going in there and like ninja healing you guys up and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then I also heard about a little bit of the other side of that from the NPCs, being like, "We had a box full of ammunition that we were just pulling from, and they had like." their normal ammunition and not much else left. Yep. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. I can see why that went a certain kind
0: of way. Mm-hmm. I need to hit up uh staff for next event. Whenever that ends up being, uh, to get more mods like that to happen, to get more just, Hey, we're going to go transport things. Who wants to come with? Because yo, the payout on those were fantastic. <laughs> Did you have
1: one you wanted to throw in, Julia? Not yet. I was gonna wait to hear what everyone else did. I mean, I've got a, I got a list, and it's like I don't know which one to go with because I got the ballad was kind of crazy. Uh, invading a dragon horde was kind of cool. Uh, beating our faces against Vandrian's, you know, occultation barrier, and then me subsequently oh. ended up going with a stormlord. That, I'm pretty sure it's a stormlord. I don't
2: know what my most batshit crazy adventure ever was? What, Hilmod? No. Okay. Hillmod was my most badass adventure as Crow. Like that is forever the like the bar that I set. I haven't been as close to Hillmod Crow as I was this last event in during the Vampire mod. Mm. That was the closest I've been to that level of badassery in a long fucking time. No. The most batshit and crazy insane. What the fuck is even happening in my life? Event that ever happened is Crow was a consequence of the ballad. So okay. during the ballad fight, we had Spriggins, right? Yeah. And oh, I know what you're gonna say. So Crow, Crow is is pretty much like, well, they're tricksters. I'm a trickster. Crow befriends a spriggan during that fight, played by Adam. And so, like, it goes back, and it got back to staff that that had kind of happened. so later on, uh, Britt's character, Kendra, Doe, Charlie, and Crow go back to where- And Squirrel. And Squirrel go back to where this happened so that we can try and figure out how that throne works. Because Well, it was
1: mostly Britt wanted to fuck with the throne because she still felt a connection
2: to it. Yes. And
1: because I knew Vandrin had ancient occultation- I wanted to see what we could do with that, and I knew she had a connection to it, so I used her as a conduit. conduit
2: to fuck with the power of it. And so while this is going on, those two are like messing with things, and out come a couple of Spriggins. So I go to run interference. The problem is that the Spriggins decide that they love Crow. And now it's literally me running across a field after I've accidentally caught their attention as they're rapid fire building a nest a gigantic fucking bowl of twigs and putting me in it and trying to cart me off into the woods it's that stereotypical like there's two people in the foreground
1: and then there's just weird shit like spriggan's running with a nest and crow in it in the background she's like
2: guys 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 Guys, help me help me okay every time i tried to crawl out they would put me back in and then Kendra did something with the the fucking throne and made a Hulk spriggan. A gigantic Hulk spriggan the size of a goddamn building. And he literally just picked me up and one-handed tossed me back in. And then we gave him hands. And then you gave them not just hands. You gave them fingers. You gave them the ability to do dexterous work. So now they're taking me into the woods and putting me up in a tree. To be fair, I tried to hide you, and then you talked and you blew it. <laughs> there was no, like, like I was trying to get out of it, but there was no way to explain what was going on. And so I think this was like 2 o'clock in the morning, table topped out, and I'm just sitting there crying with laughter. Because I can't, I'm trying to figure out how to get away from these spriggans. And it's literally that entire episode of We Bear Bears where something's going on in the foreground, but what's way more interesting is the fact that Ice Bear has accidentally made a fucking killer robot that's besieging the city, and all you're seeing is in the background him making another one and fighting it, and then you get newspaper articles. It's literally that. And so finally, finally we get out of this situation, and I'm just like, guys, I think I'm queen what? of what we could have used them against the Litterbamps. Ah! Maybe. Could've. Maybe. Maybe. I want to see if that's a thing. I'm gonna have to talk to staff. I mean, there's a
1: lot of people we could probably use against the Loader Vamps, but... I'm not wrong. Because uh, allies the game is important sometimes, but we'll see what happens in the future with that.
2: Yeah, so, uh, yes. Yeah, Spriggins. Fucking queen of the Spriggins. <laughs> um, I don't
1: know which one I want to tell is my problem right now.
2: Because I've had a lot of weird shit
1: happen whichever
0: one you think is most entertaining
1: that's a lot of them though (laughs) that's really like we had the whole thing with charlie's family um that was just fucking ridiculous that was
0: insanity
1: um and literally all of us could talk about that one um (laughs) especially the scenes. (laughs) yeah um let's see like i said invading valsh's oz's uh dragon whore was kind of interesting uh what happened with that, anyway? So, basically, Badger comes. He's like, I'm taking an elite group with us. So, it was uh, Cricket, Cobra, Badger, and Doe. He took all of us. And, unfortunately, I, I think it was either my knee or my ankle was hurt. Mm-hmm. And so, I was non-com. And Wally was very nice to work with me on it. He's like, here's the deal. If you can hide, and reasonably hide, even if I see the glowing headband on you, I'm not going to call you on it. But if I circle back around and you're there, then I'm going to find you. I was like, cool. Apparently, because, like, at one point, I went flat against the ground, Mm -hmm. and he could not see me except for the glow. He had no fucking clue I was over there except that I had, you know, a glowing headband.
2: That's fucking cool, actually. Um, So what we had to do is we were... We had the
1: circle of cabins and the one in the middle. The Mm -hmm. one in the middle was the library, and then all the other cabins around it were, like, various piles of treasure. Okay. So basically, you would go around to the cabin, turn the light on, saying that you're in there, and you had to spend, I think it was, like, 30 seconds basically rifling through shit. So what uh, Wally did, is, vouchers, he would go, he would knock on the cabin, and you had 10 seconds to get the fuck out of there. He was coming in after you. And then once you were out of the room, you had to leave the light on, too. Huh. So everybody went around, and I was just like, I can't do the cabin. So I went around and just, because he had a mechanic in it, To where you could just go off into corners, and if you had bags, which I had, you could just scoop coins into it. So I let (laughs) Cobra and Cricket go around and search everywhere. Badger was playing distraction for Valshazas, because Valshazas wasn't about to kill him. And I was just going around scooping shit up. Well, I was around the corner of one cabin, and I didn't really think about it. There was a light shining down, and I peeked around because I heard Badger and Valshazas on the side. And I peeked around. Mango locked eyes with me, and I was like, Fuck. And I'm trying to, like, hobble away while Mango's, like, Jason Voorhees slow walking after me. she being be like, you can just, it's fine, just stop. I'm gonna get you. I was like, I'm gonna make it hard for you regardless! <laughs> <laughs> as I'm trying to, like, stumble away, but he gets me and knocks me down, and then he stabilizes me. Because he can't heal. And he's like, I have your friend here! Basically trying to use me as collateral. And I'm just on the ground, kind of pouting. And he makes a comment about how infuriating Badger is. I was like, you have no idea I sympathize with you on a great level, or some comment of agreeance with him. And he looks down at me, he's like, really? Hmm. And so, uh, he picks me up and goes to take me to the library building. Well, Badger's like, fuck, they got dough. Uh, comes over and starts fighting Valshazas. So Valshaas, who stabilized me, drops me to fight Badger. And eventually, he gets away from Badger, comes back, and stabilizes me while I have one second left. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, Cricket, I think it was, comes in and, like, ninja heals me real quick, and then dips out, and Vouchtas pretty much puts me in the library, and I'm sitting in there, I was like, hey, Wally, can I read books while we're in here? He's like, yeah. So I'm just sitting in there as Joe, reading books this whole time. Cricket and Cobra come in, and, like, we need to get out of here, I was like, I'm not going anywhere, because I made a deal with Alshazaz's. So long as I stayed in the library, he would not kill my friends. Huh. And I was like, cool, I will stay in here. And so... And they're like, you need to get out of here. I was like, no, I made a deal. So long as I'm in here, I keep my word. You guys are fine. And they're like, that's not the plan. I was like, I don't care if it's the plan. You can have Badger yell at me later. Cobra was not happy with it. I don't know how Kirk it felt, but they ended up leaving. And they're like, two out! And they dipped off the mod, because I had gotten them there with between Badger and me with occultation and everything like that, and we had gotten the journey jumble line and all this other stuff to kind of, like, we could escape and not be seen if needed be. Yeah. And so they got out. Well, apparently Badger and Mango had heard all out, not two out, so they thought all of us were gone. So Badger and Valsh saw sit and talk back and forth and come to an agreement of, you know, if we bring back everything that we took he would give us like one thing and we could have a conversation so uh the two the player and the staff are leaving the site and i hear them walking away in the cabin i'm just like are you guys really gonna leave me in here they bust out laughing and come back and like we thought you were gone i was like no i made a deal with the dragon so i'm staying in here i've been reading this whole time and apparently uh if I remember correctly, because I kept my word, it
2: put a lot of stock into Val Alshazah's trust in me with shit.
1: Very um, cool, man.
2: I didn't know that's, like, actually how you ended up in that position. Yeah,
1: and all the knowledge that I had read in there, because, um, Wally, because I'd been in there so long, was like, cool, you get one thing. I was like, I need something to do this healing thing. So he gave me the orb that you could use for the nest. That's how I got the super cool thing. And he also was like, because you were in there for so long, uh, I will let you have, I think it was a minute- or five minutes worth of questions that you can just rattle off to me, and I will answer them for you. Cue the ballad. Valchazar is helping us and basically going wherever Doe told him to, and being protective of Doe. Huh. And at the end, us not knowing the final solution for how to deal with this, I went up to Mango. I was like, "I will bank all the fucking questions that Valchazar owes me." to find out the answer to this. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yes. All the information that you would have given me about anything in Valshazaz's library that I could have asked, I will throw all that to figure this fucking thing out. And he's like, done. Here's the answer. I was like, this is the
2: answer! Don't kill Kendra! <laughs> that's <laughs> they amazing. went and, and got the stuff. And yeah, so... <laughs> I didn't know that's how that went down. That's really fucking
1: cool, actually. Yeah, and so that's why... Doe has always been very protective of al She used to go and visit him and bring him ironaceous essence and tea and hang out with him. And that's why the book getting left there, the lunar van's finding it, and him basically being like, fuck off everyone. I don't know why I trusted outsiders really fucking hurt her. Because it was like,
0: but
1: I'm sorry. Me. I should have realized that it was gonna lead them here. Dumb 4am decisions to do a thing are not my forte, clearly. Not at all. Um, and so, now that friendship is better, where she can go there again, and so I was like, thank you, thank God, (laughs) because I like having uh, that little thing on the side. It's not like I'm going to be like, come and fight for us or anything, but it's just kind of a fun thing to be like, hey, I'd like to go, you know, sit and read the library, have some tea with them, and chill. So,
2: it was a whole thing. It sounds like an awesome thing. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't, I'd never known the full story behind it, and I'd always wondered yeah, and he and Dalsha is just like fuck you, Patrick. <laughs> you know, a lot of people were like that, though. To be fair, I mean, he played his betrayer role very well. Yes, yes, he did.
0: All right, so for Paradise Lost podcasting channel, I've been Brendan, Christina, usually Julia. Um, just remember to like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends and family. I know that we're all in the middle of a. Uh, a little bit of a health crisis so you know what now's a great time to catch up on your backlog of podcasts
1: we've got plenty of them and
0: send us in questions if we get a lot of questions we might
1: just re- do a whole episode we of might questions? just do a
0: whole episode of questions
1: but no for real guys please be safe look after each other as best you can with all the distancing and you know
2: do what you can wash your hands social distance motherfuckers
1: yeah we'll get through this somehow we got this
0: all right, so for, uh, so, and as always, remember to uh, let the good dice roll.